Welcome to the Something Social podcast. My name is Charlotte Ripke and I'm a Bali-based social media coach and strategist. My mission is to help new and aspiring coaches to kickstart their business by using social media. If you're looking to successfully build an online presence and effortlessly attract dream clients, you have come to the right place. I cannot wait to share my knowledge and passion about social media with you. Thank you for listening and now let's begin. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Something Social podcast. I hope you're having an amazing day so far. Um, I'm still in Bali, of course, and it's a very rainy morning in Bali because technically it's still rain season. So <laughs> I think officially the rain season is from like end of November until mid-March or something like that. And I got here in November and I have to say the first two, three weeks was amazing. I was at the pool for at least, I'd say, an hour nearly every single day. It was so amazing. And I'm in hindsight also so glad I did it because then I think towards the end of November, it started that basically days became very gloomy. But I don't want to be ungrateful. I'm still super, super happy and glad that I'm in Bali. Very fortunate to be here because um, in case you're wondering, there are no real like restrictions here we have to wear masks and stuff and for example christmas and new year's parties all that kind of stuff was cancelled but in general like i often hear from my friends someone just happened in the other room i often hear from my friends how um they admire that here in bali we can just yeah walk around go to the gym go to cafes meet friends and stuff and then i know in a lot of other places right now around the world this is actually not possible so again i'm very aware of that and i'm very very grateful just wanted to say that for the record but yeah today is a very gloomy day so i've just been sitting here um working and to be completely honest with you i was actually trying to edit my second podcast episode that i was intending to publish today which is an episode I recorded on the 26th of December. And um, in case you're following me on Instagram and in case you're watching my stories, you probably saw that I actually got very sick on 26th of September. Um, for a brief second, I even thought I had corona. Luckily, it wasn't that at all. It was just a stomach flu or stomach virus. So it was another virus, but not the coronavirus. And I was actually sick for quite a while. For almost a week, I was completely absent on social media. I wasn't working. And I think that's just the rest that my body needed. Um, but in the back of my mind, I had like, okay, I still have that other episode, which I'm going to publish. So I was just like reviewing it and wanted to see if there were a lot of like M's or, you know, because I noticed I always say like, you know, you know, and I'm like, I think they know. <laughs> so sometimes it's too much. So I just wanted to check that there wasn't that much there, even though that time when I recorded, I actually paid more attention to that as opposed to the very first time I recorded an episode. So anyway, I was listening to it and to be honest, the whole intro was all about like, yeah, I'm just like, just after Christmas, how was your Christmas? Like it was very Christmassy, logically, because it was recorded on 26th of, um, 26th of December. And I just started editing it, editing it and I was just thinking, okay, I'm going to cut this out, I'm going to cut that out, I'm going to cut the Christmas piece out. And then I was like, you know what? This is silly. Let's just record a whole new episode. <laughs> Let's just start fresh um, because this, this way it's just going to be much, much easier. So not sure if this was something you needed to know, but just wanted to give you a little bit of background of what's been going on here. So on this gloomy morning, I was trying to edit that episode and then come to the, the conclusion, no, we can do better than that. Let's just record a completely new one. So now, uh, since I am officially also in 2021 at the time of recording, so we're in the same year, not like in this other one, 
where I was kind of speaking to you from the past, which didn't make any sense. Um, I hope that you had an amazing New Year's. I, I know today is the 4th of January at the time of recording, so it's still like it has been a couple of days since New Year's, but I'm just on a record for the record going to say um, I hope you had a lovely uh, New Year's and arrived safely in 2021. And of course, I wish you all the best and I'm super excited for this year. I have so many plans. I have so many dreams even and I just feel really freaking excited about this year and I also understand that just because 2020 is over and um, we shouldn't just automatically think okay now 2020 is in the past now this is 2021 so everything's going to be better no I mean things are not just going to happen to us but we can make sure that things happen so it's always 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 in our power and Fun fact, I'm actually one of those people who didn't hate 2020. I know so many things happened for all of us and there have definitely been certain things happening to me which were not amazing and which ruined my plans countless times. But again, I think we're all in the same boat there. But on the other side, I also went through such an amazing personal development journey in 2020 and I have a couple of friends who had the same experience so I know I'm not the only one and um, I have to say I wouldn't say 2020 was the best year of my life I know some people say that and I'm happy for them that's amazing but it definitely wasn't like the worst year of my life or anything like that so I'm not really like oh my god thank god 2020 is over finally 2021 you know I'm more like okay cool let's see what's going to happen now I'm usually someone who's kind of excited about the future I, I'm not too worried I'm really trying to be very in the present moment and um, yeah, luckily worrying about the future is usually not one of the things that I tend to do. So in this case, it's more like I'm excited about the future and fun fact, I know this is again little of my one of my little tangents here, but it's also like one thing is being worried about the future, right? Being anxious. I think that's what they call anxiety. Anxiety means you're, you're worried about something in the future and depression, I think, is if you're worried about something in the past. That's kind of what, what I learned for myself, but of course I like feel free to correct me um but i would also say um because i like to reflect on these things but I, I would also say that likewise if you're not worried about the future but if you're just kind of thinking about the future the whole time in an excited way and thinking oh my god when all these things happen in the future which could be next week next month whatever in six months time i'm going to be so happy and it's going to be so amazing ah wait a second that's also not great right and that's something i really have to tell myself all the time so I'm just sharing this here because then again, you're not living in the present moment, right? So while it's amazing, of course, to be in a good positive mindset and be anticipative in a positive way of the future, we also shouldn't, we also shouldn't fall into the trap and just kind of look forward to it so much, but not really be here today on the 4th of January in the moment. Okay, so that's something like I'm just kind of sharing this because it's something I also have to remind myself sometimes but overall, yeah excited to be in 2021 and i hope so are you um just a bit of background so today it's monday monday the 4th of january so yeah i'm gonna record this podcast now i'm by the way drinking coffee here at the same time i brought my french press from germany actually and coffee which is i know in case you've been to bali before and you know in case you know anything about indonesia or bali it's kind of crazy to come to indonesia with coffee from your country because indonesia is one of the most amazing countries for coffee besides i think south america and parts of africa but yeah call me crazy there was just this one coffee brand in germany that i really like and i just thought i'm just gonna go there with that and when i got here one of the few things in the supermarkets that they never lack is coffee so many different types of coffees i was like okay what did i do but anyway i'm just gonna i'm just gonna finish this packet and it's really nice i'm just gonna take one sip one second mm. 
because it will go cold otherwise. I drink black coffee most of the time, so it stays warm for quite a while, but even that one goes cold after <laughs> half an hour. So anyhow, so if I sometimes have like a pause, because I will try really not to edit this too much because I want this to be like raw. I want this to be almost like as if you receive a voice message from your friend, you know, how I would send voice messages to my friends. And I mean, no offense, but I don't edit my voice messages that I send to my friends either. I don't think anyone does that. That would be crazy. But anyway, so what was I saying? So yeah, drinking the coffee um, and today in the afternoon, actually something super exciting is happening. We're doing this once a week, uh, just a little bit like background info for you. So again, I'm obviously living in Bali. Um, I'm currently based in Ubud and there is actually like a community of other online entrepreneurs here in Ubud. Like, I mean, there's many communities probably, you know, but I'm part of one and we meet up every Monday actually and we get together and we study something about marketing. I know this sounds like so so vague because I, I don't want to go into too much detail because this podcast is not about that but I just wanted to give you like a bit of background what's happening here um so for example let's say a few weeks ago we studied email marketing and then another time we talked about um yeah social media all these kind of things I mean in social media I don't really need that much help to be honest <laughs> hence the reason that I have a podcast about it um but yeah that's kind of my plan today so that's going to go on for four hours in the um, afternoon slash evening so I want to use this time now record the podcast and then get a bit more work done on my Instagram mastery course I'm not sure if you heard about that but I'm currently working on creating this course it's going to basically condense um, a lot of my knowledge that I acquired over uh, two to four years into one course because I obviously don't want people to go through years and years of like researching stuff online trying out lots of things I just want to tell them look this works this doesn't work um, do this do this do this so that's kind of my vision for end of January to launch this course so that's what I'm also working on currently but I mean more details will follow on that because again I know that sounds a little bit vague but I also don't want to share too much just yet so that's kind of a bit of background here I've talked for already uh, quite a while about this <laughs> but that's how I roll so on today's episode I want to talk about visibility or rather the fear of becoming visible online when you first start promoting yourself and your business on social media especially Instagram this is literally one of the number one struggles that I hear people talk about because it's obviously a big thing to, for the first time, put yourself out there. And with that, by the way, I don't necessarily just mean posting a picture of yourself. I would say that's still a relatively safe space, even though I also know some people struggle with that because they say, oh, I'm not photogenic or I don't have anyone to take my pictures or I just don't really like how my hair looks like here or, oh, I have a breakout on my chin. I can't uh, take a picture. I'm telling you. These are unfortunately all excuses and especially fun fact, if you have any breakouts or anything like that, that can be easily edited in Photoshop and there is a free app for that. So no more excuses about that. You have no idea how often I have like a little something in my face or even on my arm or whatever, you know, because hashtag mosquito bites, by the way, in Bali. <laughs> so many times I edit like my whole legs because they are full of mosquito bites, you know. So that's not stopping me from taking a picture and posting that on social media and it shouldn't stop you either. So... It's completely normal at the start that you feel fearful or hesitant or icky about it, you know, because it's strange, you know, to suddenly put yourself out there because suddenly in a way by putting yourself out there, of course, people can see you and they can think stuff about you. And the funny thing is they can think good things, but of course they can also think bad things. And you're obviously just thinking, okay, what if they judge me? What if they say this? What if it doesn't resonate with them that I'm saying? Um, what if they think I look stupid? All these kind of things. 
And it's normal to have these thoughts, but I'm telling you, there is no need to have these thoughts. There are so many reasons for that, and I'm going to try to order my thoughts. But one of them is, first of all, and that's a general thing about life, by the way. This is not just about Instagram. So this is like a general life lesson that I learned over the years, because it's, it's very common for people to worry what others might think of them. But harsh truth is, or the ugly truth is, that a lot of people, or most people, have exactly that same thought. So think about it. If everyone is worried what others think of them, at the end of the day, they kind of think of themselves the whole time. So sometimes we totally overestimate the interest that people might have in us and the energy that they might invest in us to actually think or analyze things that we're saying or analyze that we have a breakout on our chin or that our hair looks a certain way or the energy that they would have to invest to even judge us. Of course, there will be people who do it, you know, but that's another thing I learned in life. Like you, it's impossible for you to please absolutely everyone. If you are pleasing absolutely everyone, like if everyone loves you, everyone in the whole world, that would be freaking creepy. Like then, then I don't know what you're doing, you know, but I don't think you're going to, you, you, I don't, like, I, I don't want to go so far and say, I don't think you're sharing value. That's maybe a bit extreme, but it's literally impossible. No, you can't please everybody, you know? And there's even some people who say, look, if you want to be successful um, in anything in business, you have to have a polarizing opinion. You know, you have to have your opinion and that's going to be polarizing for people. So some people will totally latch on and say, I 100% agree with you. And some people will actually be repelled and say, oh, Jesus, I totally disagree with this. But that's okay because you can't and don't want to serve absolutely everybody. Because imagine you're, let's say, I, I, I love to use my example of a health coach. <laughs> imagine you're a health coach realistically how many people can you actually work with like for example if you're doing one-on-one -on -one clients or even group coaching program how many people can you realistically work with per week or per month i would say i mean i'm just doing this from top of my mind i would say five to ten one-on-one -on -one clients a week i think that's kind of like the limit you know depending on how many calls you have with them and all that kind of stuff maybe if it's a group poaching poaching <laughs> poached eggs sorry if it's a group <laughs> if it's a group coaching program then maybe it's like 15 people or something like that you know if it's mastermind whatever but what i'm trying to get at is even if you wanted to serve 100 100 one-on-one clients a week that's impossible you can't do it anyway you know so at the end of the day you don't have to appeal to everyone you only need a handful of clients especially when you're starting out that resonate with you and that love what you're saying that find your information useful and that want to learn from you and it's completely fine to repel certain people because the other thing is of course i know i'm going on one of my typical tangents here but the other thing is also you don't want to be working with someone who is not 100 percent aligned with you you know let's say you have amazing sales skills and you convince somebody who is actually not really 100 percent aligned with what you are offering in your business but you convince them to do your program anyway or to do the one-on-one -on -one coaching or whatever but then because they weren't 100 percent aligned or looking for that specific outcome that you can provide in the first place they will never actually achieve that outcome so Firstly, for you as a coach, it's not going to be very rewarding. It might actually literally dampen your um, self-esteem or confidence in your coaching skills because you're like, damn, they actually didn't achieve what they wanted to do. So they just completed my coaching program, but maybe they wanted to lose 12 pounds, but they only lost six. That's not good because we wanted to lose 12. Just as a random example here, you know, let's say you're a weight loss coach or something like this slash health coach. And secondly, of course... You also have to think about it this way. If your client ends up being super happy after working with you, first of all, like super um, powerful is word of mouth. They will not stop talking about you. They will tell their friends, their family, and maybe they will even shout you out on Instagram. You know, you'll get like amazing feedback. And that's not just a confidence booster for yourself, but it could actually mean additional clients in the future. And they could even write you like an official review or do a review video, all these kind of things, you know. 
so you actually obvious I mean this should be obvious you know but just saying like you should also always 100% want your clients to be successful in the end because otherwise it's not going to work you know so you should only like in the long run that's why you should obviously only work with people who are 100% aligned with what you want and that is why it's good to have polarizing opinions or even polarizing content sometimes it doesn't have to be incredibly like controversial and stuff you know but to some extent um, and that way you're making sure you're attracting only people that are 100% aligned with what what you coach on or what you what you want to do and I think I started talking about this because it was all about that you can't or shouldn't want to speak to everybody um, that is actually a good thing to sometimes um, maybe even repel I, I'm calling it repel I can't think of a better word you know but repel people when you start putting yourself out there online um, and I was also saying to come back to a, another thought I had at the start was when I talk about being visible I don't just mean putting a picture out there because that's kind of as I said, like a safe space, because obviously um, you're not moving, you're not talking, there is not as much people could judge you on, if you know what I mean, because that is a big fear, the fear of being judged when you put yourself out there. But that's obviously a small part of it as well. But I'm mainly talking here about putting yourself out there on Instagram stories, recording yourself in video, talking to the camera, because that is the number one thing I always recommend people to do, especially when they're new. Well, not especially when they're new. Anytime, anybody should be doing that on Instagram if they want to connect with their audience. That's the number one tool. Video is so freaking powerful. If you're not doing video stories where you talk to your audience right now, take my word for it, you're losing out big time. It's almost like, because you know I like my analogies, let's think again of a physical shop. Let's say you have a physical shop, you have a window display in front of it. And no, this is not my typical thing that I'm going to say in case you know my <laughs> shop window display examples. Um, imagine you have a shop window display. You have like the entrance in the middle and then you have one display on the right side, one display on the left side. And obviously you would usually display things on both sides. But imagine you're only using static images on your Instagram feed and in your stories and you're not using any video. It's a it is as if you would be using only half of your window displays and totally wasting the other window display space where you could be showing other products that you sell. And in this case, I'm talking, let's say, I don't know, shoe shop or something, you know? So imagine you only show 50% of your products in one window and the other one's just completely empty. So that no one would do that, obviously, you know? So it's kind of the same on Instagram. If you're, if you're not using video, you're losing out, literally. Or if you're now even like, whoa, Charlotte, I'm not even using stories at all whoa, your window displays are so empty right now. Maybe only one shoe is being displayed right now, even though you're selling 100 shoes. So honestly, and I'm, I really don't mean this like in a, I hope I don't sound patronizing when I say these things, by the way, but I'm just, that's just my personality, just how I talk. Like I'm just really like sometimes very sarcastic and I hope that no one is feeling offended when I say these things. But again, I just want to be myself around here, you know? So again, the same way I would speak to my friends in a voice message. So don't be that person who only shows one pair of shoes in the window display. Put all your shoes out there or whatever you're selling, of course, you know. We don't just want to talk about today, of course, why people are scared or why it's important to put yourself out there because I'm sure you'd also love to have some tips how it's going to be easier to put yourself out there because we've now established it's completely normal to feel this way. I felt this way at the start when I started posting stories for the first time I think it was 2016 when they came out and no one had a clue what stories were and how it was working and actually I'm just trying to remember if there was even video at the start if it was just pictures I, maybe for like a few weeks it was just pictures and then videos came and I was so scared to show myself also because back then obviously no one was doing it yet so we didn't really have anything to look at so that but new level new devil right because now everyone's doing stories so you might think oh but they, that person's stories always look so perfect and they always know what they're saying they never say m <laughs> like i do sometimes they never say m and their hair always looks great well you don't know how long this person has practiced which leads me to my first point 
that or my first tip that I would give you, and I know it's so simple, but my first tip or mantra is practice makes perfect. And don't wait until you're ready, basically. I know it sounds simple and you might be thinking like, Charlotte, I could have thought of this myself. Well, but why have you not started doing it, you know, assuming that you're not putting yourself out on video just yet, you know? So the easiest thing I think you should do is just to start recording stories. And that person that I just mentioned, that kind of hypothetical person who has these perfect stories and the perfect hair and it's always amazing and the best text overlay and everything, you have no idea for how many hours or days or whatever accumulated, you know, if we take all these stories over time that person has been practicing i don't want to say oh it was ten thousand hours you know like they always say oh yeah ten thousand hours and then you're a perfect swimmer no <laughs> that's not what i'm saying but it's the kind of the same idea that obviously practice makes perfect over time if you start today maybe the first story is going to be a bit like weird or whatever you're going to feel awkward you're probably going to feel awkward if it's the very first time you're doing it but it's completely normal the very i'm just trying to think what what was the first time i did something I mean, the very first time I went on an airplane, I was feeling a bit weird, to be honest. I was quite tired, so I didn't think about it too much. I remember I was 15. <laughs> the first time I did yoga, it was really weird. Now I love yoga. The first time I meditated, that was very strange, you know, felt very awkward. But now I love meditation, you know. So the first time you do something, fun fact, first time I tasted coffee, tasted disgusting. <laughs> Some people, by the way, still think that and they never start actually drinking coffee, which reminds me, I'm just going to take another sip. Hmm. Getting cold, getting cold, but I drink coffee in any kind of uh, temperature, by the way. <laughs> Super interesting information, I know. Um, lost my train of thought. So the first time you're going to do it, it's definitely going to feel weird. Like, I, I would actually be surprised if you would feel comfortable, because then obviously you would have probably already started in the past, you know. But every time you're going to be doing it, it's going to become a little bit easier. And another thing you can, of course, also do, you can record a story. And I'm sure you know this, but in case you don't know this, you can record a story. Um, at the time of recording, you can record 15 second video stories and you can record a sequence of four of these. So in total, it would be one minute. And I love those. I, I usually wouldn't do more than one of these sequences in a row because then people might get bored or might be like, okay, what are you on about? Just get to the freaking point. <laughs> at least that's what probably I would think sometimes because I know we're all busy. But record one of these 15 second or 15 seconds times four story sequence. So one minute, just talk about something, anything, maybe something that happened to you that day, or maybe you're just reading a book and you're just sharing a thought or like, there's so many things you can talk about. Really, there is like the sky is the limit. Record it and then look at it and think, okay, do I like this? Maybe you're not going to like it because the thing is just recording it doesn't mean it's going to post. No, you can review it, you can put your text overlay, you can put little stickers, you know, like engagement stickers, lots of things. You have always time to review it. And you could even record stories. By the way, fun fact, you can record them, save them to your phone by clicking on the arrow that goes down, like the download button, and post them even in two weeks or whatever, you know. But we're going to talk about this um, at another stage, like these little um, story batching hacks. But for now, it's more about like, how do you even get out there? So um, you look at that and that, that's what I still do quite often. I then look at it and go like, okay, Charlotte, you could have come to the point much faster here. Instead of talking for one minute, you could have set this on 30 seconds. So delete everything, do again. And literally sometimes and I'm being very, very honest and transparent about this. And I mean, this is me after being on Instagram for four years, but I'm also a bit of a perfectionist, to be honest. I record stories like four or five times, the same thing. I keep saying the same thing until I'm happy with it. And then I post it. Because those stories where you messed up or um, where, I don't know, the phone rang or someone walked in or you fell off your chair or whatever the hell happened, no one's going to see them because they're just for you. They're just practice, right? 
So that's one thing. So just keep practicing, even in these, just like in the story mode and then don't post it. But I would actually encourage you to post because you also want your audience to get used to seeing you because that's, again, the whole point of even becoming visible, right? This is not the end result or the end desired goal is not, oh, I want to become good at posting stories. No, the end result is I want to form a connection with my audience and eventually sign them on as clients. That is our end goal. So let's let's, let's not lose sight of the end goal. And then the other thing is also you might be like, oh God, but I'm just not good at this, whatever. That's what a lot of people say, including myself. But when you're like, I'm still new, maybe not many people are following me yet. And maybe not many people will even watch those stories, you know, but let me ask you something. When is the best time to mess up all the stories, to make all the mistakes, to not post the perfect, to basically post the imperfect stories and Stories are, by the way, supposed to be a little bit imperfect anyway. <laughs> They're not supposed to be perfect and polished. But when is the best time, if not now, where you still have a very small audience, where not that many people are following you in this hypothetical example? And then by the time your audience grows and by the time you start, let's say, posting more pictures or images or graphics or whatever on your account, by the time you, um, let's say, I don't know, what you, whatever you're doing in the background, let's say you're working on creating a one-on-one program, you're working on creating a group coaching program or on creating a course or a masterclass or whatever, by the time your product will be ready and by the time your audience will have grown because you will have continuously over time posted these stories and you will have continuously improved over time, your stories will be like amazing, right? But you will have to go through that process. Like no one just wakes up in the morning and suddenly says, okay, now I'm suddenly amazing at stories or I'm suddenly comfortable talking in front of people. No, there will, o- there will always be a process. For some people, it might take longer than for others. That's like everyone's different, of course. But you're not, th- there's not a magic button that you can press or there's no money in the world you can pay someone to suddenly be amazing at stories. You know, it's something you just have to learn yourself. Um, and I can just tell you, you, you can definitely do it. Like anyone can do it. I've seen it in so many people and it really, it will actually literally become fun. If you're currently like a little bit worried, trust me, you, you're going to start really, really enjoying this. So my first, anyway, my first trick was the, or my first trick, well, <laughs> what a trick, right? But my first, uh, my first, yeah, advice is practice, 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 because practice makes perfect. And also um, don't wait until you're ready because you're anyway not going to be ready. Like, was I ready today to record this podcast? Not really, to be honest. But I'm still anyway doing it because I want to. And I want to share this with you. And I feel inspired. And I'm just doing it, you know. Is this the perfect podcast? Uh, Definitely not. (laughs) This is literally my second podcast episode. I have no clue. I was talking about that I brought coffee to Bali and random other stuff. Uh, no idea if that's what you're supposed to do in a podcast because I'm new to this, but I'm just doing it anyway and I'm just going to see what happens. And if people later tell me, hey, Charlotte, that stuff about the coffee, like seriously, we don't care about that. <laughs> I mean, hopefully no one is going to be that mean, you know, but then I'm going to be like, okay, cool. Thanks for the feedback. I'm not going to talk about that again, you know, but for now I'm just going with the flow, you know, and that's what I would recommend you to do as well. Secondly, I want to recommend a few um mindset tricks because at the end of the day it comes down to your mindset right because you're worried what people will think when you when you put yourself out there whether you admit it or not but that's that's the main biggest fear that people could judge you or people judge you or that people don't resonate with what you're saying and that again is tied to the fear that you might think oh god I'm an imposter I don't even know that much you know I don't even know what to say or the others are already talking about the topic that I want to talk about so why should I do it you know so but the two basically biggest fears are fear of judgment and fear of rejection right so what I do literally and I'm kind of doing again (laughs) just using this example of the podcast here um, hashtag inception but, but 
what I like to do is when I record a story or when I record a podcast right now, like right now, I basically imagine I'm just sending like right now I'm, I'm imagining I'm sending a voice message to my friend, one of my friends, you know, whether that's my friend who lives in Ireland, my friend who lives in Canada, doesn't matter, or my sister who was in Germany. I'm just imagining that because I know these people, they like me, they want to listen to what I have to say. And with them, I feel incredibly comfortable because I've been knowing them for so many years. And I do the same, to be honest, when I record a story on Instagram. I just imagine always this one person, and it's usually one of my best friends, that I'm kind of telling something to. Like, hey, do you know about this? Blah, 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 blah. That's what I do. And that's what I would recommend you to do as well. It doesn't even have to be your best friend. It could be like your sister. It could be your husband. It could be your mom. It could be someone that you feel comfortable around. And this is actually, I think this was a tip. Either someone told me this or I realized this myself because... I, in my previous jobs, often had to give like presentations. Um, and I honestly, I don't care if there's a lot of people in the room. And some people think that's crazy, but I'm, I honestly don't care if there's like two people, if there's 20, if there's 200, I don't care. I used to actually joke, but I, in a way, I'm actually serious when I'm saying. And it's technically the same, by the way, with Instagram. We can think about it this way as well, because it's like a virtual room. I personally think it's better when there are more people in the room or watching the stories or whatever, because <laughs> I'm always saying then the probability that someone actually resonates with what I'm saying and that they're actually interested is higher, you know, because if there's just two people in the room, then it's like, okay, I hope at least one of these two people is like interested and really listening to me. And they're not just daydreaming with or sleeping with their eyes open, you know, when I was at work giving a presentation or whatever. But if there's like 20, then it's like, okay, wow this is more exciting, you know, there is now 20 people that are potentially interested in what I'm saying kind of thing, you know. So anyway, my tip is to come to the point, imagine you are speaking to someone that you feel incredibly comfortable with. Just imagine this one person. And side note, this is actually very good if you imagine just this one person, because I know in English, you can mean you one person or you, you guys. And actually something you should try to avoid in your stories is to say, hey guys, hey you guys, um, all of you, blah, blah, blah. Because I know the big influencers do it. <laughs> the people have like a following of millions or I don't even know who could be doing this, maybe Tony Robbins. Um, and I used to do that, to be honest, on my travel Instagram account because I didn't know any better and it was okay. But generally, especially now since you're a coach and you want to connect with that one person ideally, or I know a couple of people, but you want to be working with them, let's say one-on-one, -on -one, or you want to speak to them directly, it's important that you make them feel special. Because if you say, hey, you guys, then it's like, oh, so I'm one of many, okay. And I'm not saying this is the end of the world. So if you catch yourself saying that, by the way, like don't go like, oh my God, I have to delete this now, I have to record it again. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. But I'm just saying, if you want to be like super on the ball, <laughs> if you want to be like a super nerd <laughs> um, and be the best in class, then um, another tip I have is, again, pretend in your mind anyway that you're just speaking to this one person because that way you feel more comfortable. And secondly, you will automatically say, hey, you, what do you think about this? And not, what do you guys think about this? Right? That's, um, that's another thing because that way that person will feel directly spoken to, they will feel more special and all this kind of stuff. And they'll be probably more likely also to reply to your stories and engage with you. But this is something that depends on the person, of course. And then my last tip is if not now, then when, which kind of ties into what I said at the very start about uh, practice, practice, practice. But look, if you're not going to start now, realistically, when are you going to start? I know this is a rhetorical question. And again, I don't mean to sound patronizing. I know sometimes when my, my tone of voice is like this, it might sound a bit like, what the hell? <laughs> but it's kind of like how I would also speak to myself or how my sister would speak to me, basically. So, and I'm also not trying here, I'm also not here to sugarcoat things. You know, I'm here to like tell you really how it is. And honestly, if not now, then when? 
it doesn't it doesn't make sense to say oh i'm gonna i'm gonna wait until i get my hair done and until um, as i said earlier you know my breakout disappears on my chin and until um i don't know i refurbish my room and get like a beautiful pink wallpaper in the background so i can keep <laughs> i'm just like making this up so i can keep recording myself in front of this wallpaper um all that kind of stuff no honestly it's because one last thing also and i touched on this earlier stories are meant to be imperfect stories are meant to be raw authentic and if you mess up if you say like i don't know a wrong word or if as i said if like someone suddenly walks in if your husband walks in if your dog jumps on your lap or something like this or um whatever could happen it's okay but it's not okay with a with a coffee you know but that's kind of how you are in real life, right? Because what you would put on your Instagram feed is more like perfect, polished, and that's okay because that's there forever. But stories disappear anyway after 24 hours unless you put them to your story highlights and that's really just for highlights. So, And people will connect with somebody who shows up authentically and raw and that they, they will be able to relate to you much, much more if you show yourself, let's say, without makeup um, and sometimes with a messy bun or in your pajamas or with a cup of coffee, um, like your room is maybe messy because you've been working the whole day or, um, I don't know, you're walking outside um, in a neighborhood that does not look like freaking Beverly Hills <laughs> and it's not like, oh my God, Insta-worthy, you know, because most of us are exactly like that most of the time. I'm not wearing makeup right now. I washed my hair last night, but it was just because it was the day I had to wash it anyway. <laughs> you know, it's just coincidence. And you can't even see it because it's a podcast. It doesn't even matter, you know. Um, so I post stories just the way I am because a long time ago I was like, oh, I have to wait until I'm ready. I have to wait until my hair is washed. No, because the, the, the problem is also, so one thing is people will connect with you more. No offense, but if you always show up like with the perfect makeup in a ball gown as if you're like in an Oscar gala, <laughs> no one does it, you know, but I like to exaggerate a little bit, you know, when I make these kind of comparisons. But if you were doing that and always, I don't know, drinking champagne um, with your 15 diamond rings on your, <laughs> on your hand, you know, like no offense, but who's going to relate to that? I don't know if I mean maybe somebody who also has 15 diamond rings you know but um just like again this is like a rhetorical question of course you know so that's not very relatable so you want to show up relatable and authentic so that way the your audience is going to be able to make a connection with you that's one big reason and secondly the last thing is typically when you record a story obviously you want to share something valuable because that should also be a given that you shouldn't just like post 15 uh, stories of you drinking coffee just uh, watching netflix i mean <laughs> again who would do that but you never know so it should always have some sort of value for your audience so of course you sometimes will have ideas and think oh maybe i can talk about this in my stories or that would be interesting to talk about today but then again if you're all about perfectionism you're like oh damn i really want to talk about this now but my hair isn't washed okay wait let me have a quick shower and wash my hair and literally that half an hour or whatever time it might take you to have the shower that time will probably or potentially lead to the fact that by the time you're finally ready in quotation marks you might not think that that idea that you had before is as amazing anymore you know you might not feel as inspired anymore that's why i always think honestly whenever you have an idea when you feel inspired act upon it ideally act on it asap as soon as you can if you can't act on it because maybe you are um, on an airplane or you are driving a car or you are at a playground with your child and you have to watch them or something like this, um, I understand it. But then at least write it down. I had so many amazing ideas on my walks when I was still living in Germany. I went on daily walks for at least an hour, sometimes two hours. And I had so many amazing ideas. And of course, I did not bring my laptop <laughs> on these walks. That would have been crazy, especially since technically I was supposed to detach and um, kind of let my thoughts flow and just like be free on these walks you know mentally even but I had so many ideas because fun fact that is when you get the ideas and um, 
yeah, I used to write them all on my phone. Like my notes app on my iPhone is jam-packed with ideas and whatever, you know, it's, it's amazing. But if I hadn't written them down, then I would have forgotten all of them because I'm also someone who has a lot, who has a lot of random ideas and thoughts. Um, but even if you're not exactly like that, it doesn't matter. Like if you have an idea, if you feel inspired, for example, to record a story, to come back to our topic, then just do it. Don't wait until you're ready. Don't worry about your hair. Don't worry about the background. Um, well, let's say, don't worry, oh, it's nighttime now, the lighting is not going to be good. It doesn't matter because your message will still be there. Plus, people will anyway resonate with you probably much more if you're being raw and authentic because for them, it's also maybe nighttime, depending where they are. They might also be at home in their bed, um, kind of cozy with a cup of tea. So they will feel totally related to you in that, well, not related. They will feel, I don't know what's the right word in English, but they will basically resonate with you. So I hope this makes sense for you anyway. Um, and I really hope this has maybe motivated, encouraged you, uh, inspired you to just start recording your first stories. And um, it doesn't even have to be stories, by the way, but stories is the easiest thing you could do and stories disappear after 24 hours. But visibility can also relate to um, going live on Instagram or um, posting an IGTV on your feed that is more than a minute long, stuff like that. But I think the easiest thing for now to overcome the fear of visibility is to start posting stories where you show yourself, where you're talking to the camera because they do disappear within 24 hours. And the more you post, the easier it will get for you. I guarantee you. And as I said before, it will probably become even fun and you're going to start looking forward to this. So um, I hope this was helpful for you. Uh, feel free to connect with me on Instagram at Mindful Business Academy. Send me a DM. Let me know what you thought of this episode. Let me know if you've tried to, uh, to post a story. I mean, obviously, feel free to tag me in your story. So like, hey, Charlotte, taking on your advice. There you go. My first story sequence. Feel free to do that. Or just like send me your story because you can forward stories, of course, to me and say, hey, look, I uh, tried the first story and look, I actually fell off my chair, but I still posted it. <laughs> something like that, you know, um, but no pressure, of course. Um, and also, by the way, if you have any additional topic suggestions or wishes that I should speak about in my next podcast episode, I'm super open minded. I'd love to hear your suggestions because I have a lot of ideas myself, but of course, the idea of this podcast is to give you valuable information and I want to give you exactly what you're looking for. So if you have any specific suggestions, just let me know, send me a DM. And yeah, thank you so much for listening and have an amazing day. I hope it's not as gloomy as here. And yeah, I will speak to you soon. Bye. Also, if you're currently feeling a little bit overwhelmed with all things Instagram, but you do know that you definitely want to start promoting your business on Instagram, you want to put yourself out there, you want to connect with your ideal clients, but you just don't really know where to start or you don't really know what you're even supposed to do. I personally would actually recommend you to focus on your Instagram biography because that will be the first thing that potential clients see when they land on your profile. So it's very important to make the best possible first impression on them. Literally within a few seconds, you can either convince them that your profile is worth exploring more or you can in a way yeah, I guess unfortunately repel them and they will leave your profile and we don't want that of course. So I have prepared a free guide for you that you can download in the show notes. There is a link there. It's called how to turn your Instagram biography from irrelevant to irresistible. It's very detailed. It divides your Instagram biography into five sections and explains how to optimize each of these five sections. I think you're going to find it incredibly helpful. So make sure to check it out. Even if you might think that you already have a good profile, I personally don't think there's ever any harm in double checking that you might not be forgetting something. So have a look at that and good luck with your Instagram biography.